BT TV News, where all news is bad news. Here is your anchor, three-time Emmy viewer, Dick Dingleton. Today is a huge day in the world of show business. It's the first annual Wilson Awards. Let's go live to West Drayton, just outside London, where our show business correspondent, Brian Schittsberg, is standing by on the red carpet. Brian. Yes, thank you, Dick, and what a night this is going to be. A beautiful, overcast, damp night where all the stars from the last year of bad things have gathered at this prestigious awards ceremony. Let me see if I can catch up with some now. Let me see who's here. Let me see who's here. Oh, my goodness. It's Matt Hicks from I Want to Marry Harry. Matt, hello. You just touched my mouth. Oh, I am. I am so sorry. My hand, it just, it just slipped. I'm... I'm okay. Let's 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 move on. Let's uh, let's move on. Uh, okay, okay. Who else is here? Who else is here? Oh, it's Wagner. Oh my goodness, it's Wagner. Wagner is here. He is looking resplendent in his leopard print, chest hair out. Wagner, how are you feeling about tonight's event? Well, uh, I'm I'm excited too, but uh, I'll uh, I'll just uh, I'll just leave you to it now. I think. Uh, where did he get those bongos from? Okay, who else is here? Who else is here? Oh, oh my, oh my goodness. It's, it's, it's... My friends, Guten Tag, hello. Hello, Baba! Well, I, uh, um, I, I, I don't know who, who Baba is. Um, clearly, uh, clearly those two have, uh, more important things to do. Um, let's just, uh, oh... Oh wow, okay, okay, this is huge, this is huge. He's just pulling up now in his car, the man after whom these awards are named, it is Patrice Wilson himself. What an honor, sir, how are you? How did you get here this evening? Okay, Patrice, I didn't ask you a life story. Goodbye, goodbye, Patrice. Well, Dick... I, I think we've heard just about enough from our nominees tonight. There's only one thing left to do, and that is get on with the show. Bad Things Universe and welcome to a special episode looking back at the Bad Things episodes from the year of 2020. I'm sure you've heard of the Oscars, the Grammys and the Golden Globes, but have you ever willfully downloaded an award ceremony named after bubblegum pop impresario Patrice Wilson? The time is now. As ever, I'm joined inside this anthology of bad by the Steve Harvey to my Miss Columbia, it's Mr. Jacob Simmons. A generic speech referencing your parents and a dodgy Hollywood director yet to be charged with anything, but soon to be salutations to you, Jacob. Well done. That was a lot to get in in one breath. <laughs> and uh, a very good obscure uh, awards show reference with the Steve Harvey Miss Columbia thing. That's a, that's a retro one. I enjoyed that. Who did actually win that contest I in I can't the end? remember. It wasn't Miss Columbia, was it? That no. Was the, he it, announced it the wrong was a, one. It was a woman being objectified. We can guarantee <laughs> that that was the case. Ah, oh, as it should be. Uh, how are you, sir, on this momentous day? 
Oh, lockdown's hitting me pretty hard, to be fair. <laughs> Various mental and physical ailments. Woohoo! Trying to work out what's going on, you know. Am I just majorly depressed? Do I have long COVID? Or do I have an autoimmune disease? <laughs> tune, tune in soon to bad things to find out. If that isn't a hook, I don't know what is. <laughs> if, I feel like every episode we talk about my ailments at the start. <laughs> it's becoming a regular feature. It's sort of Nathan's <laughs> medical roundup. Oh, and, and I'm still alive. It's yeah. just like... You know, your, your body just carries on. It's so weird. <laughs> and I want to be alive because bad things is still a thing. And we're we're doing a sort of bonus episode thing here. Yeah. Um, and because it's a bonus, we better bloody get on with it, Jacob, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, it's our awards ceremony. Because what self-respecting podcast doesn't have an annual awards ceremony that looks back massively self-centeredly on their own work for the past 365 days and we did it we are we are over a year into the bad things experiment still going strong so we're going to celebrate that uh and get on with the first you put in the script first annual wilson awards which is very exciting because this could be we could be here next year doing something similar yeah, let's uh, let's see if we can manage to get yeah. there first. Let's uh, see if the edit kills me on this. Or... Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Without further ado, and actually, Jacob, I might hand over to you for this okay. one. Um, have you got in front of you the very sparse rules of the Wilson Awards? I have, yes. So, rule number one, only content from episodes released before the 1st of January 2021 is eligible so no uh rude box uh, i think is probably the only thing that would have come out although who knows how long this edit's going to take me so we may have <laughs> movie 43 as well but it's the it's the stuff that came out in 2020 basically uh rule number two extra bad content is not included uh because as you've put here those episodes are looser than the moral compasses of the majority of the entertainment industry so we've uh we've saved ourselves a job there and three, the award category award categories are somewhat randomised before recording, uh, but Nathan forgot to include two initially, so not really. Is what the, <laughs> that's what the script says. Ah, uh, yes, there were two I forgot to include, so <laughs> they were a little bit randomised. Apart from uh, towards the end, I've kind okay. of tried to go with the main event, as we had the main event for the Rude Box episode being the <laughs> Dickhead song. Indeed, we will have a main event here. I think we've uh, we've saved that. Well, we've certainly got the biggest award uh, for the end. Which yes, is, you know the, the the great the great award, the most coveted Wilson Award, <laughs> is at the end. But but yeah, we've uh, we I think we've tried to sort of cover the vast array of stuff we've done on the podcast uh stuff that's made us laugh stuff that's become a bit of a sort of bad things meme or in joke as included and i am very much looking forward to this whistle stop tour of the last 12 months of my life and with that jacob i will hand over to you again for the first ever bad things wilson awards category hey. what are we looking at for our first award and it is an absolute zinger it is it's maybe my favorite named award of the year it is of course the wrongen <laughs> of the year award where we celebrate those people who have made our lives a living hell over the last 12 months by being well wrongens basically uh so anyone who's just been a bit of a dick basically of over the course of the podcast. So let's do the nominations. So nomination number one, the man, the myth, the legend, after whom these awards are named, 
Patrice Wilson. Of course he's back. Oh, such a weird man. <laughs> the, 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 the best part about this reveal, that because Patrice is in the panda costume, is that he takes the panda head off, but only after like he's made friends with this girl. So he's just now in the video, a man in a panda costume, sitting in a teenage girl's bedroom, surrounded <laughs> by other teenage girls. That's every parent's nightmare. Nomination number two, Robin slash Wrong and Thick. So, Sex Therapy The Session, or the deluxe version, The Experience, mm. was released in 2009 and marked a significant foray into sexually unrelenting lyrics mm. from Robin Thicke. How did you get on with the title track, Jacob? It made me sad. <laughs> it's not a good song, Nathan. I've written down here an overtly lustful R&B slow burner where Thick, as you were saying earlier, where Thick somehow manages to put the emphasis on the decisions of his female lover whilst at the same time coming across as a total creep. It's so creepy. It's and and I did watch the music video. For yes, twice. yes, you did. It's it's one of those horrible pop videos where it's just men like touching women in their underwear, and they're these they're these models walking around with very little clothing on. It's horribly objectifying, and you know, yes, they probably agreed to this, and yes, they got paid, and yes, this was their job. Whatever. It is not the sort of thing I want to see. It is not the sort of thing we should be promoting when Robin Thicke is singing whilst poking his head through a woman's <laughs> legs and That's touching her thing. inner thighs. Nomination number three: the uh, the mad sword wielding man himself, Mister Lou Reed. I had to point out some things about how things were functioning in the outside world, and he, Lou Reed, got hot and bothered. He challenged me to a street fight. <laughs> which, <laughs> which is a pretty daunting proposition, because he's an expert in martial arts and is never too far from a sword. Is he just sourcing swords from out of nowhere? <laughs> what do you mean? Who's what? A sword is not something that people should never be far from you're never too far from i don't know a coffee cup or <laughs> a mobile phone or your wallet not a sword when lars said he didn't know how the outside world functioned i didn't think he meant he was trapped in the 13th century <laughs> and is a samurai <laughs> yeah. And nomination number four from Alabama, it's Kelly from I Want to Marry Harry. It finishes up, it's all fun and games. Matt goes to leave and Megan grabs him on the ass. Did you just touch my mouth? The ass grabbing does not sit well with Kelly, who shoots Megan the dirtiest look and Megan picks up on it. And, uh, like, Kelly is really starting to turn into this, like, obsessive, cliche, crazy ex-girlfriend type character. The turn that she takes in the second half of the series is absolutely terrifying and she is obsessed with calling Megan a skank. It doesn't matter what button she pushes or how many times she holds his hands and eye sex is Prince Charming, I don't care because you're actually faking a skank and you can get out the door. Kidding! It's such vitriolic language. It's so... 
like, where did this come from, from Kelly? Because she doesn't appear like this at all in the first few episodes. And then she just flips a switch and goes bonkers. So I think how this is going to work, Nathan, is we're just going to, we're going to sort of talk this out. But we, we haven't conferred on any of this stuff we have prior not, to recording. No. So this is live. We're going to workshop this live. Um, and yeah. So let's crack it. Let's get on to <laughs> this. Is, this is going to set, set the precedent for how slick the rest of this uh, award, like all award shows, something is going to go horribly wrong uh, and somebody's probably going to fall over. So let's let's get on. Uh, wrong of the year, Nathan. Where, where do we even start? I mean, the obvious choice, I guess, straight off the bat is the man after whom these awards are named, Patrice Wilson. Indeed, I'm struggling to look beyond Patrice Wilson for this award. And it just makes logical, for all the illogic involved in the story of Patrice Wilson, it makes sense that Patrice should pick up this award. But he didn't actually do anything wrong, really, (laughs) as far as we know. No, if we're going to talk about sort of legal things, then I guess Robin Thicke did have a restraining order taken out against him by his uh, (laughs) ex-wife, which is proper legal wrong and territory uh lou reed assaulted lars ulrich uh with a sword i i I think that's illegal i'm gonna say that's illegal uh did kelly kelly do anything illegal in in i want to marry harry she didn't well no in fact her i guess her turn into being a wrong and was caused by an injury (laughs) trying trying to impress matt hicks yeah with a back off a boat she backflipped flipped off a bow, suffered a, uh, what, what wasn't diagnosed, but clearly was a concussion. Yes. Um, and it totally changed her trajectory on the show. Mm. Um, but my, I'm, I'm putting my flag in the Patrice Wilson camp for yeah. this one. I mean, Kelly, Kelly was a Roggen. She was definitely the villain of I Want to Marry Harry. Um, calling people skanks, uh, intentionally sabotaging other contestants. Um, as for Lou Reed, uh, he, he released some terrible music. He said some dodgy things. Uh, we'll, we'll get into a bit more of some of the dodgy things he said, because spoiler alert, Lou Reed is going to come up a lot on this <laughs> awards ceremony. Uh, Robin, I mean, Robin Thick, because, you know, we, for God's sake, we, we, we called him wrong and thick in the episode. So the, the, the onus is there, but I think for the sheer amount of of wrongness that he perpetuated from you know trying to trying to monetize the dreams of small children to putting himself in his own music to friday friday yes friday <laughs> to chinese food <laughs> abcdefg which ABCDFG. you can't forget of course the great the great abcdefg uh, and the fact that these awards are named for him i think it's got to be patrice are we is that our first is that our first uh, agreement here? Patrice so. Wilson is to win wronging of the year. I may even smack my table for confirmation that Patrice has won. Hey. I hope that got hope that got caught on the mic. <laughs> Probably did. Everything shook, so that's good. Congratulations to Patrice Wilson for winning wronging of the year. And for God's sake, stop wearing panda costumes. R.B. Rebecca Black. So chilling in the front in side, the front in, side. The back seat. in the backseat, I'm driving, cruising, yeah, yeah. fast lanes, switching lanes, with a car by my side, Woo. passing by, it's a school bus in front of me, makes TikTok, TikTok, wanna scream, uh-huh. my time is Friday, it's a weekend, yeah. we gonna have fun, come on, come on. Category two, 
uh, another randomized category here. Uh, we are, I, I have, have, have been taking helm of the music episodes for the last year, and we are now going to be looking at best song, which is not a category I was expecting to create uh, when we started this podcast, but there have been some really good songs on this show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and a, a lot of the, well, they all come from... Well, they all come from mostly the same places, but yeah, for, for all the shit we've had to listen to this year, there have been some real joys. And yeah, we're going to start off, we're going to have three on the bounce from Greece 2, starting off with Back to School Again by The Four Tops. There's a moment of calm as they're discussing all of this, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the uh, the kids come <laughs> yeah. throttling into the school. Uh, the flag that they put up, the Rydell flag, mm-hmm. falls down, uh-huh. and we're into our first number, oh, yeah. uh, which is titled Back to School Again and features the four tops. They'll put the actual four tops. You gotta go back, back, back to school. Back, back to school again. Carrying on with Grease 2 now, we've got the shit meatloaf song, Cool Rider, by Michelle Pfeiffer. Stephanie essentially tells him she's not looking for Maxwell Caulfield, yeah. and instead she wants a cool rider. So this is one of the two songs I knew about before seeing mm-hmm. this film. Um, it's the big centrepiece of this film. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's the this is the film we're going to hang our hats on as the big hit. Yeah, it didn't happen, obviously. I uh, practiced this dance. <laughs> <laughs> you know the bit where she of like, of course you did. She shuffles and kicks. Yeah, that's the bit. Like, can you still do that now? I'd have to. I mean, can I'm we do a video do maybe for uh? For the bad thing, social media. I could. I don't think I could do it. Oh, I, really, I couldn't do it when I was younger. Oh, so I doubt now. I'll do. Like, I will do it with you. With my ailing body. <laughs> I can do it. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna persuade him, folks. It will happen at some point. Jacob's personal favourite from uh, the joys of the Grease Two recording, Prowling by the T-Birds, including Louis the Fit One on uh, on backing. Bones. The Pink Ladies walk away, uh, and the T-Birds decide to go prowling. Well, come on and tell us, Johnny. What's the secret of success? You gotta take a tip from the king of hip Cause you know that he's the best So, this is, um... <laughs> we thought the last song was creepy. This is, uh, this is also very, very creepy. They're talking about going prowling for sex. <laughs> Which I firstly thought they meant prostitutes. Oh my god. <laughs> no, just, like, just some girls in some checkout cameras. Yeah. So that was your Grease 2 selection there. And now we're jumping forward to what I think was our September or October episode. Um, where we were reintroduced to uh, Fred Durst and of course the band Limp Biscuit and their album Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavoured Water. A load of shit on that album, but two really, really good songs. Uh, the first of which uh, might be the, the best thing we had on the podcast for the entire year, uh, and that was My Way. 
Yes, I will straight up leave your shit And you'll be the one who's left Missing me I adore this song. I'm so glad that you said this because this song is this song rules. This is so good. Is it the wrestling connection, maybe, that why we like this song? I don't know. Potentially, yeah. It's included in a very famous the um, promo. Video. Yeah, very famous video package um, for a very famous match. Um, I think it's just a really good song. Like it's got good beat. There's a good balance between melodic and intense. Uh, there's there's no fucks in this, so it's radio friendly pretty much. It's catchy, it's memorable. Is this the best song we've ever reviewed? Wow! <laughs> and the other song that's up for nomination is a real uh, sleeper hit, I guess, on the Bad Things podcast. Simply entitled "The oh, One." We're getting to a good oh. one now, Jacob. I oh, really yeah. like this song, uh, which oh, is another yeah. weird thing to say on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is the one, and to me, it might be the one. instrumentation on this i'm so glad you said this the drumming and the bass in this song is so good the bass oh my god you can one final entry for this category we were lambasting her at the start of our of our record uh, but by the end she she changed our minds this is a great song it made my 2019 spotify playlist uh the noir of Sweetheart by Rebecca Black. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, this song is now on my 2019 playlist. Oh, my God. This is going to be Sweetheart, released mere weeks before we recorded this podcast. I think even under a month before we recorded this podcast. Um, so let's have a listen to the devilish Sweetheart. Don't call me a sweetheart. Actually, don't call me at all. So there's a quite a few la la las in there, but um, I'll uh, I'll give it <laughs> I'll, I'll let that slide considering what we've had previously. Oh, this is a good category, Jacob. Yeah, I don't know, I don't, I don't know where to go. <laughs> um, yeah, eight is that eight songs, six songs, six songs, um, which is impressive considering that we're a podcast called Bad Things that we managed to find six songs. Uh, and we left a couple out as well. I think we could have we could easily have included some other tracks as well uh, from from across the year. Um, hmm, this is tough because, like you said, my way. We we both said it at the time. It 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 was. I called it potentially the best song we've ever had on the podcast. But I don't really want to give it to my way because I well because I knew about it before. And I've mm. taken much more joy from discovering things on this podcast. And the three big ones for me that I've discovered that I still listen to on a fairly regular basis <laughs> are 
Prowling from Greece 2, uh, which I wasn't, I don't think in the actual record I was that keen on, but in, in hindsight, it is a fantastic song. Uh, the other one is The One, the uh, the Limp Biscuit track, which I think is so good and so much better than it had any right to be on that album. And finally, Sweetheart by Rebecca Black, which again had far was far better than it had any right to be. Coming from the the lady that released Friday, um, well, about five or six years prior, is it's such a step up from her, and I think we were both very pleasantly surprised to to come across that track. Yeah, oh, I'm I'm now edging towards Sweetheart. I just <laughs> for the for the context of um, the redemption arc of Rebecca Black, <laughs> mm. I'm sort of I'm sort of heading towards Sweetheart. Really, yeah, I could see that. Um, what about the other two from Greece too? Back to School Again and Cool Rider. Obviously, you famously know the dance to Cool Rider off by heart. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I only <laughs> yes, he I've, does. I've, I haven't done it since I was ten. Okay. Yes, he has. Um, okay, I may have tried it in my room a few times, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm gonna Back to School Again is more of an in joke, I think, for us. So I might rule that out uh, a little bit. Mm. It's a good um, song. Like, don't get me it wrong, is. it is a good song. Uh, it it serves its purpose in the film very well, but it's not as good, in my opinion, as Prowling or Cool Rider. Um, Prowling, I'm moving as much as I love Prowling. I'm moving away from it because it is a bit as salty. It is a little bit. That is the problem. It is a little bit as salty, <laughs> which um, you know, for a song in a, in a Greece film, it's unfortunately par for the course. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it for our country. country. Oh god. So that really leaves us with the one or sweetheart. Mm. The one was such a shock and such a hidden gem, but then again so was sweetheart. Oh, I'm kind of inclined to agree with you cuz because of the redemption arc. I think because it's... of the journey from Friday to sweetheart, I kind of want to give it to to Rebecca. Right. I'm calling it now. The winner of best song is Sweetheart by Rebecca Black. Congratulations to Rebecca, who continues to amaze us uh, as she redeems herself uh, after being involved in the worst song of all time. Jacob, over to you. Um, <laughs> where are we heading next? Well, we are heading to uh, a, a category that any self-respecting podcast should have. We're all about talking on this, and we're going to talk about best quote now, quote of the year. Uh, and we have we've had some very memorable quotes on this podcast over the months. We've we've, we've both said some utterly ridiculous things. <laughs> Uh, as is, as we are one to do. So let's get into it. Firstly, two from the Limp Biscuit episode. Uh, and where else to start but the incredible Limp Biscuit lyric uh, about a big pile of shit. Want to hear my favourite line from this song? Do it. Uh, my favourite line is uh, one of the, the funniest, most functional lines on the whole album. Hey, kid, take my advice. Don't step in a big pile of shit. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> Probably don't do that. Oh, that is one of the greatest bad things moments. <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> I like. There, that there's your just... audio snippet. There, yeah. that's it. That's really good. Oh God, I don't think I'm ever going to recover. Um, <laughs> and the other lyric we enjoyed on the Limp Biscuit record, our second nomination for this category, is all about the Starfish navigation system. Patent pending. So has this turned into a concept album now? Because I'm not sure what the Starfish Navigation System is. <laughs> the Starfish Navigation System. <laughs> Unless it's some sort of uh, uh, a nautical instrument for finding your way around an asshole. I can't think of that. How to work through the fluids. Um, Oh, stop. Sorry. (laughs) Stop that right now. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, it's so horrid. So is this a concept album? I can't decide. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, Nathan. This song is so weird. Going back in time for our third nomination, we go all the way back to the start of this podcast and Nathan recounting the time he heard Friday by Rebecca Black for the very first time. I remember exactly where I was when I first heard this because it's not that I could name you the other nine, but like if I was to quantify it, this is probably in like the top ten funniest moments of my life. Like when I first heard this song. There are those moments in life that you remember where you were. You know, Kennedy getting shot, 9-11, when you hear Friday by Rebecca Black for the first time. So it's a, it's I, up there. I was sitting, uh, it was a Wednesday night and often my mum and dad would go out on a Wednesday night. So oh. like, I'd have like a couple of hours free where I'd just like absolutely get down in the living room uh, <laughs> to some tunes. <laughs> that just made it sound like you were just having sex while your parents were out. Uh, get down. I definitely wasn't having sex at 17. <laughs> um, Nomination number four, we get political when asking what the leanings of a certain vanilla ice might be the video for this is essentially the week six performance in studio form yeah and fucking vanilla ice is there now that the party is jumping with the bass kicked in and the vegas are popping quick to the point to the point no faking cooking mcs like a pound of bacon burning them you're not quick and nimble i go crazy when i hear a cymbal and a hi-hat with a souped up tempo i'm on a roll time to go solo how much does vanilla ice vote for donald trump I think it's the real question. <laughs> Can you imagine waking up every morning and remembering that you're vanilla ice? Nomination number five goes even further back in time, about 20 years, in fact, when we heard from five-year-old Nathan Packham about his Boyzone single. I, I have a Boyzone-related anecdote. Oh, okay. Um, okay I, when I was about four years old, one of my birthday gifts was the You Needed Me single. <laughs> Uh, single. Yeah, and um, <laughs> there is footage of me unwrapping this present and being disgusted by the fact I've received this single. And I, I say at the age of, I think it's four or five, I can't remember, I say, that is the worst single, <laughs> and uh, subsequently give it to my sister. So, God, you really have never changed, have you? I have never changed. Always, <laughs> always out looking for pop bollocks. That's my... Uh, 
That's my MO. And last but by no means least, our sixth and final nomination is our message on public safety. Uh, Stay home, save lives, Robin Thicke. But now she's flying high, you can't hurt her no more. Now she's locked the door because you broke the key. That's not how doors work. (laughs) (laughs) If you broke the key... She is perpetually housebound because <laughs> yeah. she has a, she has a lock but no key. Stay home, save lives. <laughs> Robin Thicke. So there we have it. Six very memorable quotes, uh, all serving very interesting purposes, as I'm sure you'll agree. Nathan, where do you want to start with this one? Because, I mean, they're all good. They're all very, very good. This, this one's not really much of a debate for no. me. Um... I think I think stay home, save lives, Robin Thicke is the manifesto statement of bad things. So I I cannot look beyond that. I'm wow. I'm willing to debate, but please, yeah, let let me know if there's any others you feel reach the the heady heights of, of that of that quote from you. I mean, I love that this is the worst single quote from from you uh twenty years ago, which is I think just because I'd I'd never heard that story before. And it's so you, Nathan. It's so you. Even even as a toddler, you were you were, as we mentioned, uh, a sucker for pop bollocks. Um, how much does Vanilla Ice vote for Donald Trump? I mean, it's just so bizarre and out of context. Sounds so strange and yet makes total sense. Uh, big pile of shit. I mean, it made you laugh more than maybe anything on this podcast, which I appreciate. Well, a bong bong makes me laugh quite a lot. <laughs> if anyone's heard the Father of the Pride episode, yeah, that's a good point actually. But uh, uh, my marketing brain and my merchandising brain has thought many times that we should release a T-shirt with "Stay Home, Save Lives," Robin Thicke on it. So I think for that purpose alone, I have to agree and and go with that as our quote of the year. Bringing down the gavel. Stay home, save lives. Robin Thicke wins the best quote of the year. But now she's flying high. You can't hurt her no more. And now she's locked the door because you broke the key. And she got a bright smile on her face. Now that she got a little taste, she just wants more. She just wants more. She locked the door. I can't try to tell now it is time for our biggest category god knows how long this is going to take up on the edit uh, and unsurprisingly it is the category of worst song we have eight nominees here for worst song did you expect any less for the bad things podcast and kicking us off uh I think we're uh, at least the start. We're going in chronological order of episodes, and then it just seems to all die as <laughs> we so go down the list. Um, but from episode one, here is a very short snippet of, of course, Friday by Rebecca Black, because it was the first thing I clipped up for these awards ceremony, and I had no idea what I was doing. And as Fred Durst once said, "Everybody knows this song." It's Uh, what was potentially even worse than Friday by Rebecca Black uh, for its outright xenophobia was Alison Gold's Chinese food. Get the broccoli in, folks. <laughs> this is my favourite one. 
so offensive. Just so offensive. <laughs> we're we're going to play you probably an extended clip of uh, Alison Gold's Chinese food. Chinese food, the follow-up to Alison and Stacey's Skip Rope and her solo ABCDEFG. Um, <laughs> I can't original. believe that's the name of a song. <laughs> ABCDEFG. And this is one I'd forgotten about uh, until I uh, listened back to the episodes. <laughs> another song of pure racism uh, from the Orientalism in Pop segment. Uh, we've got Hopson's happy ending. If you thought everything else you'd heard up until this point was bad, <laughs> this is just... I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Right, just bear this in mind. This song was released two years ago. Um, what you're about to hear um, is obviously not as bad a song as Rebecca Black's Friday, but um, is the most insensitive thing we, we're... We're going to talk about on the podcast. This is Happy Ending by the rapper Hopson, uh, released in October of 2017. So, Jacob, you caught up with this today. Yeah, this was. I, I only had time to listen to this today. How did you get on with it? <laughs> oh my! Well, you heard my live reactions to mm. uh, "Happy Ending" by Hopson. Jesus! Moving into episode two now. One entry, somehow only one entry from Greece <laughs> two because it's actually a pretty decent soundtrack. Um, I don't know whether you'd call this Ma- Maxwell Caulfield or Michael Carrington. They're the same person. Let's be <laughs> honest. This is. The horrendous charade. I think we'll hear a bit of it first, and then I've got I've got a few interesting things to say about mm-hmm. this. I know you do as well, but for now, here is My- Maxwell Caulfield's only solo song in this film that he Call is the back. main the main Call character back. of charades. I think we were both in agreement on the actual quality of the song itself. You hate it, don't you? I think with a different vocalist, it has potential. Okay. But with Maxwell, <laughs> no. I see it as a sort of Carpenters-style song a bit. Mm. But I don't know whether that's because the Carpenters did a song called Masquerade, <laughs> and I'm just sort of going through the list of mask-related <laughs> songs. His voice is not strong enough. For mm. He's got a really weak voice. He can't really hit the punchy notes. Like, if you know, if Adrian Zemed was singing this song, that would be very different. Charades! <laughs> Charades! Next up, a song that just pissed Jacob off to no end... I I was slightly less offended by this one. <laughs> Owen Quigg, uh, the debut uh, the debut single from Owen Quigg, uh, I believe the only original song on his debut and only album, Twenty Eight Thousand Friends. You and your Twenty Eight Thousand Friends. 
This is his first ever original song, yes? Yes, I believe so. The only. Yeah, thank God. Well, uh, no, there's another one, isn't there? Oh, yeah, there's one coming down up, the yeah. line. But um, yeah. this is his, um, his only original song to come from this album, certainly. And it's a piece of shit. <laughs> Heading into pure wrong-un territory now. Two from Lou. First up, uh, it's the mid-70s. Uh, racism, although obviously still prevalent now, is just abounding around the pop and rock landscape. And Lou Reed decides to release a song called I Wanna you Be know what Black. Else is tripe. I, I think I do because it's in the script, but yeah, it is tripe. <laughs> this is a song uh, that I picked out from the compilation I listened to. Um, I mean, there's no, there's no easy way to introduce this song, really. So here is Lou Reed. I think it's a mid to late 70s track, and it's called I Wanna Be Black. I wanna be black. I wanna be a panther. Have a girlfriend named Samantha. And have a stable of foxy whores. Oh, oh, I wanna be black. Oh, that's, uh, that's a little bit out of date, isn't it? Just, just a tad. <laughs> I think it was out of date when it was released. It's even more annoying because the song starts off really promisingly. There's some nice blues guitar, maybe a little bit of slide guitar in there, some driving rhythm, and then this will be a running theme in Lulu as well. As soon as Lou opens his mouth, it's just (laughs) horrible. And we've got to have one from the collab from that episode as well. So uh, Lou Reed and Metallica, the one I've gone with uh, is the legendary... I've been blurred. to song three. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Let's listen uh, to Pumpin' Blurred. Jack, 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 I beseech you. I call out your name. Right in the foyer of the bathroom. The tea room, the kitchen, and knives played I swallow. Your shop is cuddled like a colored man's dick. Blood spurting from me. Blood spurting from me. Oh, Jack. Oh, Jack. I beseech you. In the end, it was an ordinary heart. In the end, it was an ordinary heart. Pumping blood. And... To finish off, an absolute shocker from Wrong and Thick. Stay home, save lives, and listen to fucking Tippy Toes. We we finally reached it. My absolute worst song on this album, (laughs) and very close to making what I still haven't made, what is still my fantasy worst songs playlist. It's Thick as Shit, Michael Bublé song number two. Tippy Toes. Well, she hears her favorite song, screams at her friends, jumps on the couch, takes another sip. Man, when you see her, you'll be standing with an open mouth, cause she's the Eiffel Tower and she's new in town. She'd be dancing on the tippy toes, her tippy toes, dancing on the tippy toes, her tippy toes. Everywhere my baby goes, it's tippy toes, dancing on the tippy, 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 tippy toes. I think I've made my decision, Jacob, but I want to hear what you're debating in your head. <sighs> I mean, they're all shit, aren't they? Let's be honest. Um, 
It's uh, if you're going to go in terms of most offensive, then it's either Hopson or Lou Reed. Uh, I want to be black or happy ending. Happy ending is just abominable. It is utterly horrific, and and how it got made at all, let alone less than ten years ago, is beyond me. But my problem with happy ending is that it it only it featured so. It, it, it featured so tangentially in the episode. I don't know if I feel comfortable giving it mm-hmm. the award. I kind of want to give it to something that we properly reviewed. Uh, so for me, that then comes down to... <laughs> oh, I wanted to say two, mm. but is it three? Because Chinese food is rubbish. and it, <laughs> But it is sort of funny. It is, if you take it in a sort of ironic sense, it is a lot funnier than... The the one that I hated probably the most was was Owen Quigg twenty eight thousand friends, which I just think is is such a misstep, and was such a poor decision for 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 him. Like it just betrays how little faith they had in him as a as a star. And then of course Tippy Toes, which we have said many <laughs> times, is is the worst song on this podcast. But having actually thought about it, I don't know if it is because it's it's just it's yeah it's trite, but. It's not, it's not massively offensive. So it's a, this is a tough one. And then we've got you know, I mean anything from Lulu could have made this, but Pumping Blood is the one we've gone for. Lou Pumping Blood Reed, as he became known. Yes, he did. So this is this is tough. This is really really tough. And that's without even mentioning what I've objectively said is the worst song of all time, Friday by Rebecca Black. <laughs> yeah, but that's just again that's just so much of a meme. Like yeah, it's so it's impossible to to rate that one objectively because it is just so funny. Um, I what's your what do you think your what do you think the answer is? I can't see beyond Tippy Toes by Robin Thicke. <laughs> okay. But well, I'm 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 willing to be swayed by an offensive song. <laughs> and my problem with the you know if if we had actually reviewed Hopsin properly, then it would absolutely be that one because that is just God. Like, do you as, not enjoy uh, a bit of sucky sucky, Jacob? <laughs> uh, I think my legal team have just uh, advised me to not answer that question. So, um, but yeah, I think twenty eight thousand friends. Oh. What's the line that I really hated? Um, Don't send an email, let me touch your face. <laughs> that is a, just a terrible lyric. Just absolutely appalling. Um, and then, this is really hard. But, you know what, if... Huh. I'm, <laughs> this is so hard. I'm, I'm happy to go with 28,000 friends. Really? Yeah. Oh, I think I'm going to have to stick with my guns and go 28,000 friends just because it made me so angry when I first heard it. I, I laughed think... so much. I don't know whether it's because I haven't heard Tippy Toes in a while. Uh, it is bad, don't get me wrong, but I do think 28,000 friends is worse. And of course, if we went for Tippy Toes, that would be offensive to my mum's cat from the 70s, <laughs> so we can't we can't do that. Well, exactly. Um... For the, for the no, Your mum didn't have a cat called... Uh, don't don't send an email. Let me touch your face <laughs> in the seventies. God, calling out for that so. at night. That'd be a, that'd be a mouthful. <laughs> the gavel is going to come down. The winner of worst song is Twenty Eight Thousand Friends by hey. Owen Quigg. Looking forward to album two, Owen, when we fund it for you. <laughs> Can't you try to find some new for me in your life? You 
Jacob, uh, where where are we heading? What's what's going on? Well, this is, I guess, the first thing that we've done that we're going to be rating. This is our segment of the year award where we talk about the sort of dedicated features that we've done inside the podcast themselves. There's six nominations here, ranging from uh, the the academic to the God knows what. Let's start with uh, one that I did back in our Starfish episode. This is Jacob's History of Rap Hill. Yeah, Kid Rock sucks, doesn't he, really? Like, <laughs> I just think he's so ridiculous that he hmm. deserves a mention. Oh, he's, um, he's just a bad person. Have you heard the song Cocky? No, I don't think I have. Yeah, that's that's quite a, that's sort of what I might put on if I'm feeling a bit trashy. <laughs> um, Lonely Road of Faith, oh which my... is another wrestling song. How do you know so much about Kid Rock? Because I don't know, because he's just a, a ridiculous figure. So obviously, I was drawn to him. Um, wasn't he married uh, to? Was he married to Pamela Anderson or something like that? No, that that was Tommy Lee. That was it. Yeah. Kid Rock was married to someone who he shouldn't have been married to, but I can't remember who it was. <laughs> oh, he was married to Pamela Anderson as well. Oh, he was as well. Yeah, for oh, for God. a year. Oh, fair play. Fair play. <laughs> I not, didn't mean that in a weird way. <laughs> not to Kid Rock. I meant me, fair but... play to you for having that knowledge. Not. Not some sort of uh, yeah, sexist uh, remark. I was going to say, that's probably the blokiest thing you've ever said. Fair play, fair play. Featuring fair play, at number two is a feature that was actually run by Good Morning America, who I'm sure are thrilled to be featured on this podcast. This is the segment they ran off the back of the success of Friday. Don't it's Patrice sue us. Wilson's, <laughs> it's Patrice Wilk- Wilson's One so Week yeah, to Make It Big. Four girls. And then we go into day two. And what happens on day two, Jacob? Well, day two, uh, Patrice turns up at the winner of the hat uh, they don't reveal who the winner is in the first day they leave it on a on a sort of cliffhanger then the next day patrice turns up at the house of the girl next door lexi st george for all the auditions guess who i selected you it's all right it's okay i'm sorry is it tears of joy yes nice so he knocks he knocks on the door and He's telling her like, "Oh, you're gonna, all your dreams are gonna come true." She's obviously crying hilariously. Uh, their dogs don't give a fuck. <laughs> the dogs are just barking really loudly in the background because <laughs> they're thinking, "Who's this strange man who's come to my house?" From that very same cat. episode and the segment that gave us Hopson's happy ending, it's Professor Nathan Packham's thesis of a lifetime. This is the segment we entitled "Orientalism oh, I spoke in Pop" about not liking metaphors in songs. This is probably mm. one of the worst examples of that because he really beats you over the head with the whole this film set in China sort of uh, vibe in the song. There's so many references. Shall I, shall I go through some of the lyrics now? Would you like to take some? Take, take us through the horror. Okay, the horror. Um, the opening... Well, I don't know. Is this the opening line or is the first line in our notes which says, My straits are dire from the walk into the fire. So it's already... <laughs> The next line is, I'd like to trust you, but I've broken my rickshaw. <laughs> Which doesn't mean... Is that supposed to rhyme? 
We then move on to a segment that uh, had been a long time in the making, a segment that in real life reduced me to tears. It is the utterly incredible Wagner Fuesacario, The Facebook Years. Hello, Bona Jeezy Pants! Santorini loves you, and so does Wagner. Remember to unpack that kilo of your special souls. You are so beautiful to me. You are so beautiful to me. Can't you see? You're everything I hope for. You're everything I need. You are so beautiful to me. And last but by no means least, it is the feature that Nathan has been desperately trying to recreate on several podcasts subsequently, <laughs> but I have refused because it means extra work for me. It is the whole lot of love I want to marry Harry crossover. Right, brilliant. Okay, me in the edit. Go. Right, coming in at number 12, we have <laughs> Annalisa, who is a beauty queen who used to be Miss LA. Coming in at number 11 is Jacqueline, who describes herself as awesome but a bitch. <laughs> Ten these are the is... exact notes I've got for these. <laughs> Ten is Andrea, who's tall, sporty, and used to compete in the Miss USA pageant system, which is owned by Donald Trump. And uh, her, her most romantic day up to this point was going to a casino. Going to a casino. Uh, number nine is Carly, who's a pre-med student, who's tall, pretty, smart, but very boring. Eight, there you have it. Six nominations, six different segments throughout the year. Uh, I think Nathan, they're all. I mean, they're all very good. They're all very, very good segments. I'm very proud of uh, of a lot of these ones that we did. Um, but for me, there is an obvious winner. I don't know about you. I I'm assuming you're going to say what I'm going to. Can you say it first? <laughs> My obvious winner is your thesis, the Orientalism really? in Pop. Yeah, really. Yeah, I think oh, just shit. because. It was, <laughs> it was so much effort went into this. I know, like, so peeling back the curtain, appear, appear, its appearance in that podcast is not the first time I'd heard of Nathan's thesis on bad orientalism and pop. <laughs> this is something that you've been pushing on me for a number of years up until this point. If you ever did a music degree or a, a history of, you know, music degree or whatever, this is the the thesis I think you would present uh, I don't know how how jokingly you actually would would make that suggestion. I, I think we actually had one conversation where it's started to become a bit of a serious <laughs> suggestion. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I love the level of detail you went into discovering uh, tracks like, as we mentioned, uh, "Shanghai Surprise." Uh, I mean, the Rick the the fire and rickshaw rhyme is utterly <laughs> legendary. From Big Georgie Harrison, uh, hops in. Of course, uh, I couldn't give, I couldn't bring myself to give him worse song, so I might try and sneak him an award in here. Uh, Shaka Khan was in there as well, of course. Uh, what was that song called? Chinatown. Chinatown. Yeah, the That's eyes it, that yeah. could not see. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Oh. Um, and yeah, I think it. Uh, you know, I, 
this is the most sincere I've been on this program and, and probably the most sincere I will be on this award ceremony. I think it's a very well-researched segment. So, uh, And I very much enjoyed it as well, even though it was an enormous tangent from what we were actually talking about. Thank you, Jacob. Um, I... <laughs> I uh, I will pay you back in kind later on. I promise. <laughs> um, I so my thinking was actually Wagner the Facebook years. Just I thought for, that, yeah. Just for how we transferred that inside, you know, that inside joke we had about Boner Jizzy Bounce into <laughs> the the public sphere. Um, but then again, I do remember that segment we did have to listen to Wagner doing ASMR. So that sort of brings it down a little bit. Wagner um, the Facebook years had so much good content though because you know from uh, like you said Bona Jizzy Pants to the Bargain Booze adverts which were just an utter delight to the Grimsby Town bit I think was was such a, such a, a memorable segment uh, and and let's be honest we did the entire episode so we could talk about Bona Jizzy Pants <laughs> Come on. And is that maybe that's justification enough? I don't I, know. I would you know what? I I'm, I'm very happy to give Wagner the Facebook years the award here because he, he you know, it, I think if Wagner is not remembered for his run on the X Factor and is remembered for his time on Facebook, I will be a very happy man. <laughs> that is his legacy and I think we should honor that legacy with the award. Bringing the gavel down on the Love Shack, the winner of segment of the year. Wagner, the Facebook years. Um, and if you're out there, Bona Jizzy Pants, we love you. Stay safe. Happy birthday. We sing when we're fishing. We only sing when we're fishing. We sing when we're fishing. We only sing when we're fishing. We sing when we're fishing. Whoa, we only sing when we're fishing. Sing when we're fishing, we only sing when we're fishing. Good luck in your next match. Next up, uh, we are going to be uh, looking at the, uh, the the worst fictional creations that we've seen here on Bad Things. This is going to be the worst character category and i'm just checking that all these things are fictional yes they are indeed there might be some debate on some of these whether they are <laughs> fictional but we will say they are for now uh we've got four for you in this category um so it might be quite a quick one let's see coming in first of all just a film that i just fucking hate uh from lesbian vampire killers uh, the only lesbian vampire killers entry because fuck that film uh it's gonna be fletch slash james corden uh, talking about bumming uh, here, <laughs> with Fletch, who <laughs> I've put in my notes. I found this quite funny, but I don't know whether it's just because it was ludicrous. She's dancing and like sort of grinding up against his ass, and Fletch mouths to Jimmy, "She's pretending to bum me." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see this. Did you not see this? Oh God. <laughs> Entry two, is it Maxwell Caulfield? Is it Michael Carrington? Nobody really knows. All we know is he's bloody well rubbish. He's fixing up the bike as Stephanie's ghost is singing Cool Rider. Oh, yeah. The ethereal vocals come in. Um, he's practising on his bike and stacks it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I've written down here, is he in Hyde Park? <laughs> 
I've had to return back to Blighty to learn how to ride this it motorcycle. It wasn't a very American-looking park. No, it, it looked like a sort of shitty public like yeah. housing estate Ipswich. park. Ipswich. No, sorry. Oh, no. I love <laughs> Ipswich. Sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Oh, no. Oh. We're going to get sued by the mayor. Ipswich is a lovely place. The jewel of Suffolk. Great line from Carrington. I'm trying to ride that motorcycle without bloody well killing myself. I'm trying to ride this motorcycle without bloody well killing Kill myself. myself. <laughs> you went a bit sort of cockney governor there. Because he doesn't know what his voice is. <laughs> Entrant three. I think the only... Uh, entrant from uh, this this episode um although we did have good fun uh reviewing father of the pride uh this is going to be an incredibly annoying rodent i hope he's a rodent i don't know my animals well enough he looks like one anyway um it's snack the gopher uh bouncing on a certain part of the female anatomy did you get this bit nathan is this where snack bounces across some boobs (laughs) yes yes he does uh, he bounces across the uh, the breasts of some women sunbathing in a pool, and the breasts make xylophone noises. Forgive me, Mahatma. We're about three minutes into the show, by the way. An entrant four from from our most hectic record, the one that got recorded twice. Snowman Jack from Jack Frost. I prefer him in human form. I'm not massive mm-hmm. on him in either guys. <laughs> he comes back as a snowman and it's like he's regressed to, I'm going to go 14, maybe. Yeah, it, it is just like, it's bad one-liners. It's vague innuendos. It's like action movie zingers. Like, this is a massive shift in his character, and I don't know why. Are they trying to, like, capitalise because it's the 90s? I don't know. It's, what, it's, clear, the... it's just the sense of freedom you get when you naturally turn into a <laughs> um, an unfathomable sort of snowman creature magic shit thing. Ooh, this uh, It's pretty cut and dry for me, this one. Um, mm. I'm very much heading towards Fletch, because I hate yeah. lads. <laughs> I mean... I I did hate Snack the Gopher. I found him utterly, utterly draining every time he was on screen. Uh, Snowman Jack, again, uh, I think as we said in the actual record, he went from being fairly tolerable as a human to being utterly intolerable as a snowman, and I don't know how that happened. Maxwell Caulfield slash Michael Carrington, I think, is objectively more annoying, but I don't know whether that's just, whether that's the character or the performance of of Maxwell Caulfield and also just finding where the line actually is between those two men is a, is an impossibility. <laughs> uh, but just for the sheer amount of moments that made us groan from, from the bumming to talking about Ibiza to uh, the big gay werewolf line, of course, the infamous one the, uh, that reared its head at the end of the film... There was absolutely no saving saving uh, Fletch, uh, and I don't think James Corden's performance helped the matter. But the character itself was just utterly despisable. So I'd have to agree, Fletch. Fletch gets this one for me. Coming down. Oh, that wasn't a very good one, was it? <laughs> try, try again. Coming down. The gavel comes down on worst character. That goes to Fletch from Lesbian Vampire Killers. That was an easy one, wasn't it? <laughs> yep. Lesbian vampires. How ridiculous. No, just another one of God's cruel tricks to get on my tits. Even dead women as soon as sleep with each other than get with me, it would appear. But eating me alive? Oh no, that's 
that's fine. Lesbian vampires. Next time, he'll have me bummed by a big gay werewolf, I swear. Oh, it's time to mix it up. It's time to have some fun, because we never do on bad things at all. Um, that was a joke. We're a comedy <laughs> podcast. Um, Please We're subscribe. going to our mystery awards. And, Jacob, we're going to start with yours. Uh, oh, I am rubbing my hands, quite literally. What, what's your mystery award? Yeah, this is a, a segment that we proposed uh, that we both present a mystery award to the other. Uh, and we haven't told each other anything about this, so this is completely out of the blue. Uh, I've already picked my winner for this award. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've, uh, if you've done the same or whether you've actually presented nominations. I have it. presented nominations. Okay, okay. Uh, well, hopefully you will agree with me on this one because it is a, it's one of my favourite bad things moments. Um, Nathan, this is a sponsored award. Okay, I've who's sponsoring an, uh, us? Well, I've gotten uh, I've gotten a, uh, a business involved, uh, a great business. They do great work. Um, this is uh, the award that I've entitled uh, Tangent of the Year. <laughs> we are we are. I'd like to, I'd like to make this a regular award if we carry this on because we go on so many wild tangents on this. Uh, I mean, just off the top of my head, in the Jedward episode, we talked about Engelbert Humperdinck for about ten yeah. minutes. That was an amazing tangent. Uh, we ended up talking about the Christopher Nolan film Tenet in our Jack Frost record and how much I hated that film. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, but for me, I think the ultimate tangent, the one that came out of absolutely nowhere and the one that got the biggest laughs, uh, is about uh, a certain a certain celebrity and his transgressions <laughs> on Twitter. So, Nathan, this is the Beefy's Balloons Award for Tangent of the Year, <laughs> and I think it goes to our discussion of Sir Ian Botham from the I Want to Marry Harry episode. Massive Do you remember when somebody hacked Ian Botham's Twitter account and posted a picture of his penis? <laughs> no, I do not remember this. <laughs> and obviously his nickname's Beefy, so the, the tabloids had an absolute field day with that one. Was it, was it a scorned ex-lover, or was it just someone who voted Remain? <laughs> Possibly neither, possibly both. We'll never know. We start with Matt and Kim's date, and this is a hell of a date. They go off in a giant Union Jack hot air balloon. Do you think that the um, Union Jack hot air balloon was repurposed uh, for any Brexit celebrations? Oh, so I mean, both have definitely bought it out. <laughs> <laughs> they borrowed it off of Beefy for the episode. Beefy's balloons. <laughs> Just a giant <laughs> shot of his dick. <laughs> and there I was thinking you've got his actual sponsorship. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to let you down, but uh, no, the Beefy's Balloons Award for Tangent of the Year. Uh, it was just, it, I still think, I still laugh about that to this day. Just how off the rails we went talking about Beefy Botham and uh, the time he got his knob out on Twitter for all the world to see. And oh, just just Beefy's balloons brings me so much joy. So uh, it went from it went from both them to his dick to condoms <laughs> to balloons to balloons yeah. that would then unicorns. become a business. Yeah, Beefy balloons. Yeah, and we also mentioned unicorns in there as well. Uh, and don't even remember he... that God, <laughs> lockdown one, eh? Yeah, exactly, long time ago, but still very fresh in my mind. Uh, yeah, I have a very soft spot in my heart for Beefy's Balloons, and they are now immortalised in the form of this award. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. 
Um, there you go. Beefy's Balloons, Jacob's Mystery Award. Uh, I've got to try and load a Word document. Ah, oh, there we go. It's there we loaded. go. Excellent. We go. This is slick. You've already paid tribute to me, so, Jacob, I'm going to return the favour now. Oh, dear. Nathan's... <laughs> no, it's really not. I'm doing something nice. Oh, shit. Nathan's Mystery Award is entitled Jacob's Best Edits. <laughs> okay okay and uh the description i've got for you uh, a celebration of the editing skills and pure dedication of jacob simmons with four of his greatest hits from 2020 oh. well thank you starting off with the uh one two attack of country pop which was uh jacob showing off his pop knowledge chops with the Roy Orbison and Linda Ronstadt helpings of the song Please, Blue uh, Bayou. Can we play some Roy Orbison? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back someday, come what may to Blue Bayou. Will you sleep all day and the catfish play on Blue Bayou? Roy Orbison is a very, very good vocalist. One of my favourite singers of all time. Really? Yeah, I love Roy is he your, you know, my left of field choice of like Sinatra, like, <laughs> the best vocalist ever? Yeah. Is he your. I don't think he's the best vocalist ever. Uh, he's probably up there in my top mm-hmm. five. Yeah, he's up there. Linda Ronstadt. Uh, do you know what? I don't have ever heard a Linda Ronstadt <sighs> song. You're missing out. Sorry. Do I have to play a Linda Ronstadt oh, song? God, <laughs> it's your edit job. <laughs> Entry two uh, is an unbelievable fade-in as we introduce Metallica to the Bad Things universe. This is Jacob Does for Whom the Bell Tolls. Well, in case you've been living under a rock or you like music slightly less than me and Jacob, here's a potted history of both. Entry three, uh, Jacob showing off his pitch correction skills here as we get uh, a quite a number of helpings of Matt Hicks's bungee jump noise from I Wanna Marry Harry. Matt looks completely terrified. He does the jump and he makes an amazing noise coming off the bungee. And entrant four, uh, Simmons combines the crescendos of the bad things uh, back and forth with Durst's own climax, which sounds really weird to say. <laughs> this is the one drop from the Limp Bizkit. Well, what do you think? We could give it a try. Because you never know. Maybe we could be soulmates. But maybe not. Maybe not. Or maybe so. Maybe so. If you never try, then you'll never know. The grass could be greener. Could be. And it'll always be greener on the other side. The bridge isn't great, like the wrapped bit is not fantastic, but the drop when it comes back in. What have you been most proud of? Um, <coughs> well, <coughs> oh, I'm getting emotional now. Um, well, thank you for thank you for this. That's very kind. Um, uh, I, was, I was very pleased with the Matt Hicks bungee jump noise. Um, mm-hmm. That did make me laugh a lot. Uh, but I think, uh, as we have said multiple times off off mic, my proudest moment, uh, the moment that uh, I think I have actually included in, in demos I have sent to people uh, as I look for employment. Uh, my favourite edit, 
I think it's got to be the one on uh, Limp Biscuit, just because of uh, just how perfectly that song lent itself to uh, the fading. And um, I just yeah love the way the drop comes in. Was very pleased with that one. That is the exact one I was going to go for. <laughs> a mixture of skill and like preposterous timing. I don't want to say luck because I don't want to downplay your, you know, how well you edited that. But uh, I think it was meant to be, is what I'm thank trying you. to say. Yeah. No, I was very pleased with that one. Uh, thank you. That's very kind. Bringing very the gavel much. down. Oh, we didn't bring the gavel down on yours, but that's because you've chosen. So. Exactly. Yeah, it wasn't democracy. Uh, <laughs> that's why. Jacob's best edit is uh, the one drop from the Chocolate Starfish uh, episode. Uh, handing back to you, Jacob, normal service is resumed, as normal as bad things can be. <laughs> uh, what do we got up next? Well, um, this is the nicest award we're going to present on this show. It's the Bad Thing That Wasn't a Bad Thing award. So something that shocked us, I guess, in terms of how good it actually was based on the reviews we'd read and our expectations going into it. And we're going to start with our second ever episode, which um, worried us a little bit because we were two episodes in and we were already saying nice things about the things we were reviewing. It's Grease 2. To my favourite part of the whole film. Because Mr. Stewart is teaching a class on It's the other song I knew about before I started watching this film. It's now, called Reproduction. Yeah, my biology must be really bad because I initially thought he was drawing a vagina. <clears throat> But he was not. He was drawing a stamen. Make your own assumptions based on that, everybody. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. This whole thing is amazing. Hands down, not even a hint of irony. Loved it. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. It's so much fun. It's just so over the top and ridiculous. The characters get their moments in. Mm-hmm. The song itself is really good. Get stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. Love it. I hadn't, until you said, I hadn't thought about like the words that they mm. had to work through here. It's really, really impressive. Yeah. Uh, it... Plot-wise, it brings nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's never mentioned ever We're again. aware all of these people are horny. <laughs> the second nomination goes to a lady we've already handed an award to. We talked a little bit about her redemption arc, uh, and it warmed our hearts, so it did, on our very first episode, from Friday to Sweetheart and, who knows, in the future, uh, it's Rebecca Black. Rebecca Black's story is incredible, and she it actually has, up to this point, a super nice ending. Um... It's and this I mean this is this this is the cheesiest thing I'm ever going to say on this podcast, but it's it's proof that when the worst happens to you, the best normally isn't far behind. Uh, Black's early totally unfair trauma has given her an understanding of adulthood and self-deprecation, which many of us could only wish for. She's now a legit artist, and her and her team should be super proud of what they've achieved. Also. Friday, rightly or wrongly, is one of the key comedy cultural products of the 2010s. Um, so it's all turned out pretty rosy, I think. I'd agree with, with all of that, yeah. And I'm very intrigued to see where she goes next because she's clearly taken her music in a very different direction now with uh, Sweetheart. So, And she's only 22. And she's already had so much exposure. And she's already obviously got a very competent team behind her. So... I don't. I mean, who knows? We could see something really, really big from her in the next couple of years if she, you know, once the Friday heat sort of properly goes away, then who knows? She could 
maybe be a legit contender, like a, le- a legit charting artist, because she's obviously got what it takes. Speaking of people who got into the music industry preposterously young and were then screwed over by adults, number three, uh, again, another another young person who just handled themselves so immaculately in the face of adversity, uh, the wonderful Owen Quigg. Owens VT is another humble affair. He says, I don't want a career. I just want to sing. Um, And Simon very honestly said, if he goes out tonight, I take full responsibility. He was never going to go out. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely not. And to be fair, he does a very good version of this probably quite very difficult song to sing. I am going to say the most controversial thing I've ever said on Bad Things. Okay, here we go. I prefer... Owen Quigg's version of Imagine <laughs> to John Lennon's version of Imagine. I do not. I'm not a big fan of Imagine. Uh, it's what? Yeah, it's one of the most overrated yeah. songs of all thank, time. Oh, thank God. Yeah. yeah, thank you for that. It's it's played to death. People cannot wait to crawl up John Lennon's arsehole when this song comes out. Uh, and I'm very glad that Owen Quigg has given me at least one positive memory of this song because he does a really nice version. <laughs> Finally, the fourth uh, nomination for this category. The, well, I mean, it didn't have its, it, it certainly had its problems on a moral and entertainment perspective, but thank God for Kingsley, A. Eh? And we're going to listen to him talking about twerking in I Want to Marry. Twerking, jolly good, shouldn't be legal now. That is an extraordinary line. Um, he, should... just, he gets this role. Paul Leonard, he just like... <laughs> Paul that is, Leonard! That is professional as hell, isn't it? When you were asked to do this ridiculous reality format and you give it 100%. Honestly, I, I tip my cap, my, my bowler cap to thee. He, uh, he certainly grabbed the brass ring after um, only being labelled as citizen <laughs> in Les Mis. you got to maximise your minutes, folks. I mean, every record is fun. Uh, on this show but sometimes for very different reasons but these four you know definitely warmed our hearts and uh and oh well i think i know what what i'm gonna go for and i think i know what you're gonna go for as well but just uh let's try and keep the suspense up a bit longer what what do you have to say on this well well i'm discounting i want to marry harry i'm sorry but you can't border up windows in a travel lodge (laughs) and get the vote for a best bad thing that wasn't a bad thing yeah uh, so that leaves us with three. Crease two was a bit of a a bit of a revelation. Was it enough of a revelation to win this award? I'm thinking probably not. So that leaves us with the two youngsters. Um, Owen Quigg. We did say his version of Imagine was better than John Lennon's, um, but uh, she's come up again. Uh, Rebecca Black. Love her story. Uh, my vote would go to Rebecca Black. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, I want to go for Greece too. Ah. Because I, I just think for all the slack it, for all the flack it got, and for all the shit that got slung its way, it really didn't deserve it. And I did genuinely enjoy that film and have watched it again since we reviewed it. When I'm talking about this podcast, I usually say, oh, we reviewed Grease 2, because it'll be the one that most people have heard of. And they go, oh, God, was it rubbish? Did you hate it? And 
I'm like, no, I didn't because I, you know, it had some really good moments in it, really funny moments, really good songs, really good performances from the likes of Michelle Pfeiffer, Adrian Zemed, uh, Eve Arden, our gal, uh, playing the playing Principal McGee. I just think, as a whole, it did not deserve the 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 flack it got. I think a lot of that is is on the shoulders, the the one the the, the sweater covered shoulders of one. Michael fucking Carrington. Um, I gotta go to bat for Greece too here. I've, I'll admit Rebecca Black, yeah, she has done incredibly well for herself as is, as is Owen Quigg. Um, but I think I've just got to go for Greece too. I don't know why. It's just the one that that sticks with me and the one I get most most passionate about when defending to other people. Did did I tell you I watched Greece too? Maybe six months after our record with my housemates. And they thought it was so bad. Oh, <laughs> I know. I'm. I hey, I'm happy to go with Greece too. You seem oh, okay. very passionate about it, so I'm not um, trying to downplay Rebecca Black's success because she's come up a lot. So maybe you know, you know, when they do that thing in award ceremonies where they're like, "Oh, you have won like eight now," so yeah. maybe we'll give this to someone else. <laughs> That's my problem. Um, yeah, we've already given her one. So is is the gavel coming down? I I'm very happy to bring the gavel down on Greece too. Oh, that was rubbish again. <laughs> Can we get a proper gavel? Can that be the next crowd? Sorry, I'm trying, well? looking around to see what I've got. I've got some deodorant thing here. Shall <laughs> I give it a go? Please don't blow it up when you Shall smack I give it, it on the... give it... Oh, no, it's, uh, it's roll on. Oh, you know, thank you know. God. The planet, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just to let everyone know that spray deodorant uh, makes me itchy. So there you go. <laughs> uh... <laughs> a bit of bonus right. content for you there. Let's, let's see how this goes. Oh, That'll, that, yeah. that did something. Let's do um, that. Let's go with that. The best bad thing that wasn't a bad thing uh, goes to uh, Greece 2. Time for some more uh, ego stroking, because um, we're going to go into best episode, uh, and four nominees for this one. I mean, obviously there should have been twelve, but you know we've got to we've got to bring it down in some way. Um, starting off once again uh, with Grease Two and our preposterous uh, substitute teacher anecdote. The one that sticks out for me, I, I literally I don't know their name, like because wow. it's the same as. Um, uh, oh, uh, comfort. It's the same as comfort. <laughs> Stop like. saying that. Sorry. So I don't. I don't remember her name. Yeah. But she. She was known as Triangle Square Lady. <laughs> <laughs> Can you think why she'd be known as Triangle Square? Was she a triangle on top of a square? You're not far. <laughs> so she had a very square head. Oh. And then she had like one of those 90s haircuts where it sort of comes down Oh, like a Rachel haircut, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so... Triangle square lady. So she was triangle square. <laughs> was she a good teacher? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you um, just remember the shape of her head. And the other 
substitute I remember was this guy who like stuff was getting thrown around oh. and like basically this pencil nearly landed in his eye <laughs> and he just turned around and was like I have grounds to sue you <laughs> Next up, so it was uh, Morally Abject, but it made for a thoroughly entertaining episode. Uh, and especially one contestant called Megan, uh, when she talked about uh, some of her, uh, I guess, uh, bowel problems, you might say, <laughs> uh, in yeah, I Want to Marry Harry. exchange. Your head is lodged so far up your ass. I could, My eat, ass. I could eat alphabet soup and something out that made more sense than what you're saying right now. The weirdest insult of all time from <laughs> Megan. The the mo- the clunkiest, elongated insult I think I've ever heard. The pose that Megan does as well, where she gets a full <laughs> clench on her ass as well. And yes. like she's like pointing her ass at Jacqueline and then like slaps her ass as she delivers the line. It's it's amazing. And then simulates grabbing the alphabet soup out of her ass. <laughs> One of the uh the legends of bad things, Mr. Robin Thicke. I am, of course, talking about our Paula episode and us trying to work out how Robin uh, managed to fit in his mad sex routine uh, on a daily basis. That's what I picked up, and this just goes to show the almost godlike ability of Robin Thicke to win his woman back. Um, hate me in the morning, sex me up at noon. What a quick turnaround that is. <laughs> Also, sex, sex me up at noon. That, that is a that is a clear day if you're having time to make love at midday. Well, yeah, the music in... industry is just just cocaine and not really working, isn't it? So, what is the schedule there? Like, what is happening? That is working I've... from home. Done well. Done right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder if there's anyone who's had a lunch break and uh, had some fun whilst working from home. Get in touch with us if that's you. <laughs> And I last of all, uh, the man from Dudley, uh, who I originally thought was... Where did I originally think he was from? I can't remember. I can't remember. remember. I can't remember. Um, he, yeah, he, he's, he's from Dudley now, the British-Brazilian. Um, there's only one thing we can really play from our episode on Wagner. Please, again, enjoy Wagner's intro. And remember, there was £43. Thanks. <laughs> to Nathan and Jacob at Bad Things. Happy episode 7 and enjoy Louis' voice. Remember to pronounce my name correctly. I am Bonnie, 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 Bonnie. So Bonnie, I'm Bonnie, Bonnie, Bonnie. I am Bonnie, 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 Bonnie. So Bonnie, I'm Bonnie, Bonnie, Bonnie tonight. Oh, this is, this is beefy, as Ian might say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every... You know, every episode has been so much fun to do. Even Jack Frost, which uh, which which took us up to gone ten o'clock on a Thursday night when we both had work the next day. So much fun! Just just every single episode, I think we had something memorable or or really funny to take away from it. Um, I've had a real blast doing this. So so thank you, Nathan. I will just say that now um, for being my partner in crime here, but. Thanks for doing everything. (laughs) My favourite episode, uh, it it was my favourite right from the moment we pressed stop on the recording. I had so much fun. I laughed so much. It's still my favourite to this day. We're talking, I think, about seven months on. 
the first thing that was voted for by our Bad Things universe. So thank you very much, everyone, for giving us our Paula episode. I had oh. such a good time. I had such a good time. I'm discounting Greece too. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that's what I said for the last award. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, because um, I don't know why I just... <laughs> Just lost all train of thought. Is it because we um, recorded it in my spare room, so it sounded like we were in the bath? Oh, but that's sort of that's sort of its charm. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, Greece two can go. I I was heading towards Wagner. That you know, you know that feeling you said that when you pressed stop, you were just like wow. Mm. That's that's what I had with Wagner. Um, and I may have had that with Paula as well, but I don't know if you remember at the time. I had to go to hospital the next day. Um, so I was in a lot of pain. Oh, no. Um, oh, I forgot about this. Uh, how oh, the dear. fuck did we produce that ever anyway? Um, I mean, Wagner is incredible. Wagner, in terms of content, uh, Wagner was just so packed with funny stuff. Like... There was the the audition, which was hilarious. The judges' houses thing was just amazing. The initial performance, the love shack. You know what? I'll give it to Wagner. I I'm very happy to give it to Wagner because that that's probably my second favourite. Uh, and as it's your favourite, and as you've con- given me a few concessions on this show, let's let's give it. Let's give the awards to the the first ever British Brazilian in his own <laughs> words. The 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 genesis of a new race. It's just it's just the fact we got the intro, a lot of this yeah. stuff we talked about in private and then we were able to broadcast it and now hopefully it's there for like ever until the internet dies. <laughs> um, just Wagner's backstory and then the post history of the X Factor run is oh, just incredible. Uh, down comes the, uh, <laughs> the, the active sensitive uh, deodorant. <laughs> Which looks exactly like uh, if you bought Sure Men's. You know they do that thing at Aldi. <laughs> I actually bought this when I came to yours. Uh, it's lasted that long. That's been yeah, like a year. Yeah, the roll-on lasts forever. You guys are doing it wrong. Um, right, it's coming down. There it is. The winner of... You're going to love that in the edit. Um, the winner of Best Episode. Uh, we got an intro out of him. He stole all of my savings. Wagner. Jacob, it's time for our main event. What is the main event of the Wilson Awards? Well, I guess it's sort of scientific name would be the worst episode award or worst thing award. Uh, but we've we've gone for the much more tactfully named, and I love this name, Nathan, a stroke of genius on your behalf. This is the Ultimate Bollocks Award for <laughs> Ultimate Bollocks. It's the worst thing we've reviewed all year. It's the big one. This podcast is called Bad Things. We're about to find out what the what the worst of the worst has been in 2020. Kicking off with a sitcom about Hitler, it's Heil Honey, I'm Home. Okay, Ava, you were right. I was wrong. I'll show him around the town. We'll have a few beers. You forget about Czechoslovakia. He'll think, hey, this Adolf Hitler is a regular guy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, babe. Just relax. Here comes the tickle monster. <laughs> then just some utterly bizarre things occur. Hitler and Ava start being cutesy with each other. Hitler tickles her neck with his moustache, which he calls the tickle monster. 
Um, we learned that they had some nicknames for each other when they first started dating, didn't they, Nathan? They had some cute little nicknames, Hitler and Ava. Hitler. That, they did. That man that, that Hit- killed everybody. <laughs> what were the nicknames, Nathan? Hitler was, in a moment of pure writing genius, uh, simply known as Mr. Sausage. <laughs> Mr. Sausage! <laughs> And uh, and then Ava got slight the slight better uh, side of the coin in terms of stereotyping. She's got more of a fifties American nickname. She was known as uh, was it just his hoochie coochie girl? Hoochie coochie girl, which is too long to be a nickname. Yeah, a lot of syllables. And also there. so many syllables. And also, why does he get the weird stereotype nickname? And she's just. <laughs> Somehow the first and only time Heil Honey has come up on this awards ceremony, but it is the big one, so, you know, I think that balances out. Second nomination for the Ultimate Bollocks Award for Ultimate Bollocks. It has to be... <laughs> Stop <It> saying <laughs> Ultimate Bollocks! <laughs> it has to be Lulu. You Before we get into this, the iTunes description of Lulu as an album. You can indeed, why not? <laughs> I track this down. Lulu is a story of a young woman who's seen quite a bit. (laughs) Originally conceived as a Berlin theatre production by avant-garde director Robert Wilson, Lulu is an interesting collaboration between two iconoclasts, Lou Reed and Metallica. It's more in line with the Lou Reed album. He narrates and sings most of the material here, debatable, with Metallica's James Hetfield providing backing vocals and occasional lead vocal relief. Relief being the the operative word. And they talk a bit about some of the songs in the description, but I'll get to that when we get to the songs. But the final line is, Lulu is closer in spirit to Reed's Velvet Underground days than anything Metallica have attempted. So at no point... In this review, do they say anything actually positive about the album? It's closer in spirit to a festering dead body. (laughs) (laughs) The festering dead body coming soon to iTunes. (laughs) Coming in at number three, it is the film that coined the ultimate phrase, uh, fuck this film. But will it take home the ultimate award? It's so lesbian vampire Fletch, killers. Uh, it, to try and defend himself, he grabs one of the uh, well, who, the, the lesbian vampire killer who turns up in the bathroom by the boob. Yep. Um, she is naked. Dra- she's naked. She's naked. Yeah, sorry, I should have specified that. Um, and drags her to the shower. Um, is this another trope? Like hot water burns vampires? Well, the vicar is saying the Lord's Prayer, so I assume he's sort of holying up the shower water. Our um, Father who art in heaven, please don't let that big werewolf, gay werewolf, <laughs> bum me. Yeah, that's how it goes. We say it every morning before school. Uh, yeah, he 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 holies up the shower water while beloved American chat show host James Corden forces a woman under the water by her tits. Uh, and it vampire... becomes a double tit grab as well. It's not just a uh, singular. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's got he's he's got full grasp of the old tartars there. Can't believe I've just uttered those words. <laughs> this is this episode is going to single handedly sink both of our media careers. Isn't it? <laughs> we're we're being ironic about it. It's fine. <laughs> Jesus. And then, yeah, the vampire dies and and she melts away. And what is Fletch left holding in his hand? 
Her semen ice boobs. <laughs> yep, he is he is holding what I took to be two silicon breast implants oh, in his hand. Are they, are they? I thought they were I thought they were implants. I thought he he's got like I maybe they might be. I just assumed they were breast implants where like they're sort of white, vaguely boob shaped things that he's just sort of got in his hands. Uh, fuck, I, I, fuck this film. I'm gonna I'm gonna take semen ice boobs still. <laughs> Again, not a not a phrase anyone has ever uttered while sounding relieved. And it missed out on my favourite episode. Could it take home the big one tonight? Paula is nominated for, I think, the hundredth time tonight. <laughs> See that jingle again, Jacob, because it's thick as shit, Michael Bublé's song number three. Oh, the time of your life. This is the time of your life. Let's celebrate, not ask each other why. She's standing there beside you. Touch her hand, let it guide you. She's just looking for somebody to love. This is the moment of your life. Everything's changed. This is the most Buble track on here. Yes. Like, he sounds you, like him. Apparently. Yes. If you played this to somebody, I reckon nine times out of ten they'd say it's Michael Buble. Absolutely. The, the way he says time is so Buble. Mm. You got that time. Yeah, yeah it's the, very yeah. time. Very buble. Again, I don't really have much to say because it's it's such a lazily written song. The bit where he goes on about you got that thing, baby, over and over again. It just feels like filler. I think this is his strongest vocal performance on the album. I will go for that, yes, because he doesn't sound like Robin Thicke. He sounds like Michael Buble. <laughs> Um, once again, this is a song that is just could just be on the credits of a Disney film. Mm. Like the the hero has solved their problem, you know, the narrative arc is over, and here comes fucking Robin Thicke with his <laughs> toes and shit and <laughs> flowers and whatnot. And here's the song. I did notice a lyric where uh, he says, uh, "Well, I don't know how to spell it or how to say it, but I think you, I think they call it. You got that it." Maybe. <laughs> um, Robin, it's an I and a T. <laughs> and you literally just said it. Four times. Here we go, Nathan, the big one. What what all of this has been leading to over the last 12, 14, however many months we've been doing this, the Ultimate Bollocks Award. Uh, I have... I, I, it's down to two for me. Yes. So we're, we're, we're reviewing the actual thing itself, not our episode, right? <laughs> Uh, I really don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if we're going to do, if we're doing the worst episode, then it has to be the one that we recorded twice because the first lot of audio died. (laughs) Yeah, let's not shoot ourselves in the foot. Yeah, uh... Yeah. I'm I'm basing this off of the actual content that we reviewed. Um, And I'm going to assume this is the same for you. The two it comes down to are Lulu and LVK. Absolutely, yeah. The two in the middle there uh, has to come to the the two L's of doom. Indeed. Lulu and LVK. Um, I did. You talked about scientific definitions earlier on, and I mm-hmm. maybe testicular issues is what this award should be called. <laughs> the testicular uh, issues award. Next, next time. Um, yeah, Lulu was offensive, but not as offensive as some of Lou Reed's previous work. Mm. 
I was genuinely offended, Snowflake Nath here, genuinely offended by some of the content in LVK. I, you remember I was going to watch it twice. I physically could not watch that film again. Um, <laughs> my vote does go to LVK. I, th- I had similarly strong reactions to both of these things. Um, usually with our other stuff, I, I take some pleasure in, in some elements of the, of the content. Uh, I couldn't find any pleasure from either of these things. Lulu, I think I said it on the podcast itself. I listened to the first nine songs and then left the last song for three days because I couldn't <laughs> face a 20 minute ending track uh, that ultimately went nowhere. Um, that was such a slog to get through. Uh, it made me so cross <laughs> listening to that. Uh, and equally, I got to the end. I was, I was getting angry as I was watching Lesbian Vampire Killers yelling at my TV. At just just the, the immaturity, the, the poor writing, the lazy plot, the, the just horrible, outdated even for the time humor um the 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 fact that james corden was in it <laughs> didn't help things uh, and ironically the the only the only content where we've done a bonus episode of someone who was involved i know involved. i know <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh phil, like lovely guy phil phil who i spoke to who directed uh, lesbian vampire killers but i and I feel really bad. <laughs> I feel really bad talking about his work in this way, but it was not for me. It really was not for me. Um, and I think it was between those two. I was edging more towards lesbian vampire killers. The fact that you've said it as well has just pushed me all the way there. I think the Ultimate Bollocks Award 2020 has to go to LVK. Oh my god, it was it was something else. Yes, Robin Thicke may have been accused of real world crimes, but there was no crime bigger this year on bad things <laughs> than LVK. Here comes the deodorant gavel. There it is. Hey. The final award has been given out. Ultimate bollocks. The first ultimate bollocks award goes to lesbian vampire killers. And that's it. That is it. We, we, we're we drawing a line under 2020 about three months after it's uh, actually happened. Look, it's, still, on... it's still 2020, let's be honest. Like... I, I forget every day that it's not 2020 yeah, anymore. Exactly. So this is fine. This counts. Before we do Dash Jacob, and thank you for being a gracious co-host. It's a shame we couldn't actually put the tuxedos on. <laughs> um, but there you go. Where can people find us on social media if they want to follow this up? Well, if you want to catch up on anything we've talked about, if if this made no sense to you and you'd like to educate yourself, <laughs> then uh, firstly, how have you taken this long? And, uh, and secondly, you can find us on Facebook, Bad Things the Podcast, where we release our episodes. We post uh, polls for you to get in, uh, interact with the show, uh, vote for our episode topics. We also post pictures uh, that our wonderful artist, Becky. Let's give Becky a shout out as well. Yeah. Uh, who, who's done. Thanks, in- Becky. Indeed, yeah. Uh, who's done all the artwork for for the show? Uh, absolutely amazing effort from her. Um, and I suppose we should thank Jenny Petkin as well, who was a, who was looking after our social media for a while. Unfortunately, I think she's uh, she's busy with other things, so um, that that won't carry on for now. But you know, she she was really helpful in certainly 
advising me on on how uh, social media should be used to promote something. Um, so I, I, I didn't I didn't know what her. a link tree was until Jenny. <laughs> Exactly, yeah, uh, and you can follow her uh, her blog and her YouTube channel. She's chronically Jenny, uh, Jenny spelt J A N J E N I, which is just a fantastic blog. She does uh, uh, sort of taking her through her day to day life and, and chronicling her uh, chronic illness. It, it's a wonderful blog, uh, and no wonder she has uh, no free time to help us produce this ridiculous venture. Um, so thank you to to both the gals for that. Um, we couldn't do it without you. We've got on a massive tangent again. Facebook, yes, bad things. The podcast. Uh, <laughs> you can find our visual content on Instagram, which is at bad things pod. Uh, Twitter, we're also at bad things pod. We need to get better at using that, but that is a New Year's resolution for 2021. Uh, we are available as well on Acast if you want to listen to the podcast. Uh, search for bad things. The podcast. There, we're also on Apple Podcasts as well search for bad things the podcast and please leave us a review uh, because it helps with algorithms and stuff and speaking of algorithms if, yes. if you type in bad things now on apple Podcasts, we are the top bad Yay! things podcast <laughs> <laughs> there was a time where there was another podcast with a very similar name uh, that always oh, came up all, all bad things i can do one <laughs> I'm sure they're nice people. We uh we have nothing to do with them. But um yes, we did it. We are top of the list. It's amazing. Uh, I think if you put in bad things podcast as well into Google, uh I think we come up top as well. Um I think it's weirdly oh. the chocolate starfish episode that comes up first. I don't know how that's happened, but ah uh. It's all the incels wondering <laughs> why we're shitting on chocolate starfish. Yeah, that's where all the negative reviews have come from. Um, so yeah please do check us out online thank you for all your support uh, throughout 2020 and please do stick with us for 2021 because we've got some big ideas Uh, let's just see if we can pull them off eh? yes uh, before I say anything else controversial let's wrap this up that (laughs) is it Um, as Jacob said so bloody proud of what we've achieved in 2020 and let's hope we can keep up this rapid pace once normal life actually exists again. Uh, I wonder if the record schedules might go a little bit out of whack when we can actually see people. We'll have to find out. Um, thank you to anyone who listened over the past year, and there's sure to be more bollocks coming your way over the next 12 months. Oh, and guys, yeah, you should get vaccinated. Uh, then we can do things again. Um, so, yeah, please, please go and do that. Uh, it's a goodbye from Jacob. Yes, it is, and it's a goodbye from Nathan Packham. Goodbye, and remember to stay bad. <laughs>